The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. So they come down the hill with about 400 to go just before the home corner and Danny's Rule is out in front here from Small Reward. They're a couple away uh, to on the outside Media Rano trying to run on uh, then came Ari Zamor JKC fast enough back to the inside. Hope as always Yakamunda. Halfway down the straight Danny's Rule is still in front. Small Reward is trying hard to pick it up. It's still low Danny's Ruler. Danny's Ruler is in front. In fact Danny's Ruler is clear and Danny's Ruler beats Small Reward. Media Rano third. Help us hope as always got fourth from uh, fast enough and they were followed then by Ari's Danny's ruler taking out the uh, thousand metre cutest maiden plate at Atherton on Saturday. One of only two races that they were able to conduct there before the rain called the rest of the day off and we'll talk more about that result as we welcome you to Bushbeat this morning here on Radio Tab looking back at the week that was in country racing. News also out of the big program at Dolby last Saturday where it was Newmarket and Lightning Day. The Newmarket going to Kai Van and Tapper taking out to Lightning. We'll look back at the big International Women's Day program that was held at Charters Towers on the weekend where the girls were successful there and Dan McGillivray and Mark Johnston successful at the uh, Charleville program on the weekend for the Central Warrego Race Club with doubles to each of those. Lots of news to bring you this week on Bushbeat and as always helping us out with lots of news is Rob Luck. Good morning Rob. Yeah good morning Tony and uh, as they say in racing timing is everything Tony when we hear that result out of Atherton where the rain washed out the meeting after race two but Denny's ruler good on you Alex Malif and uh, Bonnie Thompson of course kicking this tycoon ruler home but Guess what? It's a full brother to Penny Agua. Now, we heard Alex's uh, detail on the show all about Penny Agua and how he picked it up for a bargain. And I think his wife was chasing him around the kitchen with a uh, frying pan after paying that. But he's had to pay a little bit more. I think, Tony, it might have been about 8000 but that was before Penny Agua really scaled the heights. So good on you. You've paid off Danny's ruler, Alex, uh, with a good cutest win. And Bonnie Thompson impressed with the win over the uh, over small reward. And look at Lacey Morrison back in the saddle, Tony, after so many years. Good to see Lacey back. And as we heard, Meteorano. But it's it's just goes to show timing is everything if you it's like buying earlings with the sale coming up uh, he's timed it beautifully and i'm sure he's going to be looking for the next full relation to penny agua tony mm, and i can just about guarantee they're not going to be as cheap as what that pair were now after <laughs> seeing what penny agua has been able to do and nothing like getting your mate and win under the belt there with danny's ruler it might only be a maiden, but I'm sure it'll scale the heights even further. And the other race on the program, and Wanderson de Villa kicking home Cider Apple for its first maiden win uh, for John Mansman. What a big effort for that team to get the horse up there. And uh, Michael Gearney out of Townsville doing the honours for John to look after the Rahib six-year-old. And it gets up for its first win in 21 starts, defeating Half Evil and Age of Dawn. But unfortunately, the storm did come. I don't know, Tony, if there's been any updates on uh, replacements or if it's just been abandoned in that particular meeting, all the I've rest seen, of the meeting? Yeah, all I've seen so far is abandoned, but I know that then RQ does have a, a close look at the programming and work out, OK, is there somewhere along the way that we can manage to uh, to sneak an extra race in here and there? For example, uh, Burdekin Race Club uh, have a program coming up on uh, April 10, the uh, Saturday after Easter, where they've had to change some of the uh, the distances there. A couple of 900-metre races have now gone to 1,000 metres, and advice does come through there from RQ on those fairly promptly where meetings have been transferred, like the one from Ironsley to Mariba on Easter Saturday, and there's going to be some distance changes rolling through there. So we'll just keep a watch on those and see what happens if there's uh, some additional races added to some upcoming NQ meetings.
Yeah, not only timing is everything with buying horses and breeding, but when you're racing on uh, Saturday on the uh, day gone by, the week weekend gone by, uh, it was great to see race clubs being able to recognise International Women's Day. And one of those clubs, of course, was the Towers Jockey Club, where they came back with the five-event program. But there's some exciting things happening up at the Towers Jockey Club. Uh, and I think it's going to be really great for country racing because there could be some models to follow for other clubs. Um, and not only did they celebrate International Women's Day, but we're going to hear more about their infrastructure improvements for the facilities and the track. And to do that this morning, uh, we welcome to Bush Beach Sally Kirkwood, the uh, secretary of the uh, Towers Jockey Club. Good morning to you, Sally. Good morning, Rob, and morning, Tony. How are you, boys? Very good this morning. Thank you. Yeah, now good. we know you're pretty. We, we know you're pretty famous on uh, social media, so we'll probably even get a bit of trash talk in this morning, Sally. But you were so busy on the weekend, you couldn't do that uh, little segment for uh, Facebook. Oh, mate! I, next time I decide to come up with a harebrained idea to run two events, like a, an event on a race day, someone needs to uh, slap me. It was just, it was, it was so busy. We ran around, but look, it was really worth it. It was um, the day was just uh, glorious. And um, what a wonderful way to um, celebrate women in our community and in our racing industry. It was fantastic. Well, before we look at the races, which I'm sure you managed to sneak a look at during the afternoon and be able to help us with these results, tell us about your International Women's Day and uh, how you went about it and just the benefit to the day and the club and the community. Uh, Yeah, what we did is uh, there was funding around from the Charter Towers Regional Council and NPH where we um, applied and what we wanted to do was to have a a, a high tea and invite the women to our race day. So we had three guest speakers and um, I don't know about you boys, but I really... I really wanted some women who were there that were raw, real and really authentic who have been there, done that, who could sort of get a message across of what they've done in their lifetime and their achievements, even when the chips are down, just to inspire others that are sitting there to get up and get going and, you know, whatever their goals are. And we also invited along um, Zonta Club and Prospect where they just quickly spoke about what um, those two uh, groups offer to the community as well. And it was a way for for women to come together and just enjoy a day out at the races, um, you know, away from the the daily grind of it all and just have an escape and then of course they could stay on and enjoy a day of racing um and it was it was really well represented the women were able to empower other women by bringing along a donation of a feminine sanitary product um and we ended up with over two massive garbage bags full of products that will be then donated back to women in need in our charters towns community so it was such a fantastic roll-up um, and our guest speakers, one being Jane Seawright from um, the Queensland Racing Board member, she was um, spoke about her time in corporate and commercial law and her various roles on boards, including Netball Australia. Um, we had Glenis Schultner, who is with the RDA. She Glenis is is amazing with all the projects that she's involved in in Northern Australia. And Dr Maggie Mackay, who was just she was fantastic. She was all about. Women's health, not she sort of was more about taking time, you know, make sure you take time to look after yourself and self-care and made all the funny jokes. And, of course, we're family friends, so she took her opportunity to um, 
tell all the funny stories about me. So it was good. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a great day. It was fantastic. Normally with those kind of things, it's, uh, you know, you, you're welcome to come along. But, yeah, anything you know, any, any mail you've got on me, no, you're not going to put that forward. No, no, it was, do you know what, it was, um, I'm all for if everyone can have a laugh at my expenses, great. <laughs> but, so it was such a great day. And look, we were so lucky because Racing Queensland really came on board and supported um, when the club said, listen, we want to step up and um, celebrate International Women's Day with our races because... Women, especially in country racing, they are the backbone of country racing. And without them, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure how well it would run. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you guys would make things happen. But you've got to admit, I'm pretty sure the work, most of the workforce of all these committees make up, are made up of, of women. So um, the day then rolled on to that. And we were so thrilled Racing Queensland donated to the club bibs and saddlecloths um, in the colours. Um, we also had hampers for the first trainer home, um, female tra trainer home and the first female jockey home. They were um, kindly donated by RQ and presented by Jane Seawright. And then the last race on the card uh, was the Annabelle Brahmins uh, celebrating International Women's Day and there was a trophy rug um, which happened to be won by Georgie Holt's horse, so she was also the first trainer home. And we had in attendance David Brick from Racing Queensland. He heads the harness division, but he was on the steering committee for the celebrating International Women's Day. So he and along with Matthew Cotton were up. So it was um, it was such a great turnout, and the, and the RQ guys they had they had a ball. I made sure they did. So. Uh and Sally, uh, we've got no arguments from Tony and I about the role of women in, in country racing, trust me. Uh, but it was great also that your women that were there may not have been to the races and then they go out and they witness the first race. I'll cover some of these results, but you're, you're helping me do it, obviously, very well. Potawatomi, the first race, they see jockey Chelsea Jockick taking home the win for Tony Comerford, this trusting gelding coming uh, off a maiden win in Townsville, and too good for local Benny Williams, uh, more than good in Amali. so Chelsea picked up that prize, and as you outlined, that last race on the day I thought was a beauty, because there were some informed horses, and hit snooze Georgie Holt, her stable is really firing, and this one's had two wins, two seconds at its last five over, Boyer back from a long spell, there's Ben Williams, again for Sue Hammer, and the swell for Johnny Mansman, but talking about Sue Hammer it continued on, didn't it, as an owner? When you looked at race two, she had a good first starter in Dream Halo, and she's one of your big owners up there, Benny Williams and Graham Cleesey getting up to take that at its first start. You were pretty impressed with that win, I think. Oh, yeah, look, and that Dream Halo, he is a stunning horse in the flesh. He's um, Sue bought him as, as a youngster, and they have put him the horse away to give him time to grow, and he is a very, very spectacular-looking horse and one that will surely be exciting for the future. And Sue is such, um, such a big supporter of country racing and um, owns quite a lot of horses in Charters Towers with Ben. Um, and it's also worth to note the horse um, that won the first, it was also a, a female owner as well. So it was, a, it, which was fantastic, um, a fantastic for International Women's Day. The first race was won, you know, by Chelsea being the female jockey and, the, and a female owner as well. So, you know, it was, um, it was great celebration for all, but that last race, holy hell, it was tight. It, there was a lot of cheering. There was a lot of cheering. And I must say, the Kirkwood stables were 
a lot of disappointment. <laughs> and, um, and those two are probably currently looking for pony club homes as we speak. So uh, I wish I had course, better news on you. that front. Of course, your husband, Robert, is the president, and I imagine he uh, lets you carry out most of this organising and uh, just stands back a little bit and lets it all happen. Yeah, ro- look, Robert is the UN. Bless him. He is the best president you could ask for. He's the, he is sort of like Switzerland, the peacekeeper of it all. And um, he's a very hard worker, but he's happy to just keep chipping away behind the scenes. And, and now and then when I force him to be on trash talk as much as he doesn't enjoy it, I think he secretly does. He loves it. So he's, poor Robert. He, he's got a good first name as well, uh, Sally. But uh, yeah. it's good to see the blokes did get a look in in races three and four. Billy Johnson, our leading country trainer, Quinellering with Ancient Echoes and taken on Chance and Hempstead third. And Martin Haley, the, he works everywhere, he rides everywhere. And this, so you think, gets up for the win. And Johnny Mansman, who supports your club very strongly, Scott Sheargold. Dutch Rocket, a good all-the-way winner there over Tatachilla and... Uh, Garanda Holler for Margaret Preston, the Dutch Harry Mayor leading all the way. So they did get a look in, but it was really a ladies' day out, wasn't it? It was. It was like we scripted it just for the day, just to put on the perfect show for them all. But, no, we'd like to thank all of the trainers and owners who did attend our races. It was a fantastic day. We were extremely lucky with the weather because, as you know, the cyclone that had um, sat off the coast and delivered a lot of rain down there um our track did cop a lot of rain so the first race was pulled in from a 1400 to a 1200 just because underneath um there there was a patch that was a little bit too heavy um and as much as we the committee had sort of done a bit of work on it to try and pull it back into gear that was the only sort of part that had hampered for the day but considering we were actually really lucky to um to have, to have been able to race and, and that it, the rest of the racing was fine. It was just that one little patch and that's why that 1,400 got pulled back to a 1,200 for good, race good one. Co- good cooperation with stewards and the club there. But, Sally, the key thing we wanted to also hear from you this morning, Charters Towers is such a progressive club and I'm sure down the track we're going to see some country tabs meetings. They've got to happen at Charters Towers. I know you'll have Battle of the Bush Heats and so on, but what you're doing at your club is really amazing, and I think our listeners need to hear this morning, not only are you accessing RQ infrastructure for your track and uh, recambering, etc., which you can tell us about, but you've got a major facility happening, about $1.4 million of um, investment going into creating facilities on the track for the for the public and community. To give our listeners a visual description, if you could, of what it's going to look like, how it's come about, and uh, how you're setting the scene. You're the forerunner for maybe a model for Racing Queensland to follow with this one. Yeah, look, look um, uh, so what, it's sort of, um, no secret, when Robert and I moved, we were previously on, um, Ewan, uh, Robert was president of Ewan for 12 years, and we sold our property up there and moved to Charters Towers, and we joined the club, and it was no secret that the club um, was a little tired and, and needed a lot of work to sort of step up to it, meet its minimum standards. And as much as we chipped away, we got to a point where we were like, you know what, we really need to think outside of the box and sort of go big. So what the club did is we decided we invested in creating our strategic plan where everyone got together. Um, we had even invited other members of the committee, um, sorry, the community to get involved, which no one took up on us because I think they didn't think that we would actually make this happen. So we sat down, we planned it all out. From there, with that strategic plan, 
um, I became, I guess, a political tart, I call myself. I shopped it out to anyone and everyone that I thought would, you know, make it uh, worthy. So we sent it to the racing minister and every political person I could think of, as well as to Racing Queensland. Minister Hinchcliffe at the time had invited me down to speak. He was blown away with the plan, so we went and met with him and he discussed about, op- you know, opportunities um, how the, the project would be really great for Better Works for Queensland and so on and so on. So we then formed a relationship with Racing Queensland and it sort of, from there, we got the um, project fully priced, which made us shovel-ready. So as funding became available, we were able to slot in and grab whatever opportunities we could. Um, so we applied for the first round of the um, country racing funding and we won money to upgrade our track surface, which is in dire need and, and was our number one sort of thing that we needed to address. From that, we, we are the first club to use that money as co-funding and we applied for a Building Better Regions federal funding. So um, through that, we came up with um, the TJC Community Events Centre um, and we've written and we, we um, engaged CPR Group, who I cannot recommend enough. If you're ever going to go down this road, don't do it on your own. Get someone who, who knows what they're doing. Otherwise, you'll be raving lunatics and probably alcoholics by the end of it because it's so much work. So get the guys that know. So Melissa Driscoll, thank you. Um, so we, we engaged with them and we then applied for a BBRF. Charters Towers is really lacking um, a community event centre. There's really nowhere um, to have weddings and, you know, 21st or functions or anything. The town just is lacking that. And as you guys know, country racing is the number one social activity for most regional and rural towns and mm. Charters Towers being that as well and our crowds are growing and so the facility is is from the Russ Hins era and it really needs an update so we applied for this funding and were thrilled to have been awarded it um, we also then applied for the second round of the CRP funding and um, which will be stage one for our water infrastructure to then um, water the track and um, and away we go. So we had a special committee meeting uh, on Sunday after the races and um, the committee we have voted on the tender and we've awarded the successful tender and we signed that contract on Friday and work starts this month. So it's going to be a major upgrade of our um, venue as it is, like the, uh, what do you call it, the grandstand, the, the undercover area. Um, we're going to have a big extension out the front. There'll be terracing. Uh, we get a new race callers tower. We're getting a, um, putting a little extension on the jockey's room so there's a separate female jockey's room. And then written in that will be the track surface upgrade as well as um, the first stage of our water project, so it will mean that there'll be water in a truck there on the track, which is, which we are thrilled about, and um, hopefully makes us ready for to host a TAB race if ever needed. We're ready. We'll, we will be ready. Fantastic. So, yeah. Look, it's been a lot of work. It's been a hell of a lot of work. Um, and if anyone had told me what was actually involved in the signing of the contract of the BBRF, I probably would have, I don't know, started taking Valium and drinking it down earlier um, because 
it was nearly the death of me. But at the end of this, I, I will be so proud. And, and I know the committee will be too. It's been a huge amount of work. But look, it, it is so worth it. And um, now that we're getting to that stage where work is about to happen, it's making it really exciting. And um, the buzz in the town, everyone's excited and on board. And this is just the first part, you know. We have bigger dreams for the club um, because we are in Charters Towers. It's such a huge town for um, uh, boarding schools with rural kids that all live there. And I'm a, I'm actually a coach, so I go and coach um, riding out in all those country towns. And there's all these kids that want to be work with horses and become track work riders and jockeys. And, and you know, we could host something here in Charters Towers and make it right here because those those younger kids they don't want to go to you know the southeast they it sort of is a little bit scary for them and let's face it we have a real shortage of those riders and workers here in the north and if we could produce something here and keep them home wouldn't that be fantastic for for all of the industry in north queensland yeah 100 percent. that's my push I just love the forward thinking of the uh, Towers Jockey Club and there's so many clubs, uh, innovative clubs are at the same point, I think, where they've got uh, older, dilapidated type uh, facilities and this has really shown a path, I think, uh, Sally, for clubs and, and I'm sure after listening to you this morning, they're going to be on the phone to you, so uh, your work's going to continue on, but you've really, uh, you've really set the scene for clubs to follow this path and particularly use things like CPR Group and I think the process you explained to me off air really involved oh, probably no more than... Twenty to thirty thousand to get all of that stage to then get to the grant part of it. Yeah, and look, and if you are prepared and you invest in it straight up, it just makes your job so much easier to to slot those, um, you know, to slot those projects in the appropriate rounds of funding as they become available. The worst thing that happens is is when a round becomes available and you're not ready and then it's mm -hmm. such a rush and you've got to try and slam it all together. Um, if you do invest that money straight up and do it properly, it just makes your job so much easier and you can then have the ability to grab those opportunities as they present themselves. Um, I do know that our local council, they have come on board and have become really supportive of the club and um, there was a round that came up, I, I can't even remember what it was called, and our full project, so the total project um, for the club, like we've, we've had it all costed out with, you know, more stables on course and, you know, do the whole box and dice, they have placed that entire project in another round of funding um, because because we had it shovel ready and ready to go. Unfortunately, COVID came along, so I don't actually know if that funding round is still going or debunked or what but it um yeah it is nice to be have the ability to keep doing that and um and look and now that this bbrf is is happening we will retweak our plans and we've got bigger plans now as well so we'll go back and we'll sort of do another update of it all and re-get it you know shovel ready once again so as the next lot roll around we'll, we'll just keep going as we go um, but I really do have to say a very, very big thank you to Racing Queensland. When I first rang them and said, hey, listen, this is what we're wanting to do is um, can we please use this country racing funding as co-funding? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I, they all were like, ah, you know, and I caught them, I caught them off guard and they were, were um, a little uh, 
a little worried about the implications of it all, but they've come on board in leaps and bounds now. And the best thing that, they, that they've done is they have given us um, the use of Matthew Cotton um, in the form of a project manager. When, when we spoke um, to, the, to the sort of, I guess, the executive committee of RQ, they asked, how can we help? I said, listen, I'm out of my depth. So I really need help with a project manager. And they said, you can, you know, we're happy for you to use Matt. He has been amazing. Amazing. And without him, I would I would be a raving lunatic. So <laughs> Matt, um, and look, and I'm hoping that as we go ahead, if RQ is happy to keep offering that service, like if, if I'm happy to keep putting in the legwork and applying for the funds, that if we can do a partnership like that, then mate, the sky's the limit with what we can achieve. And, and hopefully that will be the case, I think so. But yeah, Matthew and I have become firm friends, whether he likes it or not. So... <laughs> Um, he's, a, he's a great bloke. As Rob said, I'm sure you're going to end up with plenty more friends that are going to want to tap into a similar sort of thing and, and look at uh, improvements at their club. Sally, time's beaten us this morning. Fantastic to hear that everything's going ahead so well there at the, the Towers Jockey Club. Uh, we'll check in again when your next meeting rolls around and get an update on all of that. When is the next meeting at Charters Towers? of May, Mother's Day. We're hoping stage one will be completed by then, so um, it will be very exciting because it will be the you know the start of the new facilities. And um, and boys, look, the only other one more exciting thing is as if as if this is not enough. Um, the racing, our club will have been uh, December 2022. We start our celebrations of 150 years of racing at the TJC. So, yeah. So big thing for, for Charters Towers and the club and we're really excited and look, we would like to invite you all to please come and, um, and enjoy our celebrations and the opening once, once all the work is done. We'd love to have you there. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Great. Thank you, boys. Thank you. The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Leaving the back straight, and it's uh, Voulet out in front. Gets out to a length and a half. Quart pot gets across nicely to be second. Third is Kiavan, followed by Clockwise in Indian file. Next one along then is Manias away from the fence. Then comes Chamberlain, followed by Splits, and Violet is next. Back third last. Still second last to favourite Ozark, and the other favourite, Mashani Bullet, is last as they jam up to the turn. Voulet tackled by Quart pot. Three out is Kiavan, the old timer. He's joining in, and quickly he's went on by, and it's raced away. Kiavan in the early part of the straight. Clockwise trying to go with him and then comes Quartpot. Mashani Bullets up on the inside. Ozark has left his run way too late but it's all Kiavan and Kiavan goes past the half million dollar mark as he takes out the Dolby Newmarket in spectacular fashion. Vule's held on for second. Mashani Bullet is there for third and there's a lineup for fourth. They included the Clockwise and also Ozark. And it was a tab meeting last Saturday for the Dolby Northern Downs Jockey Club but we always like to celebrate the feature race wins like that. Apprentice Zach Lloyd aboard the uh, Lord Lauren Abbott-trained Kiervan taking out the uh, GJ Gartner Holmes Dolby and Chinchilla Dolby Newmarket over the 1,200 beating Vule and Mashani Bullet. Rob, the other feature on the program was the uh, the uh, Dolby Lightning and Tapper successful here for Steph Lacey and uh, Corey and Kylie Gearan beating Hard Stride and Ararak at that program. Bubba Tilly and Brandon Newport each posted doubles. We always have like to have a look back at what happened through the week. Uh, Nathan Day and Glenda Bell had riding and training doubles respectively at the Emerald Program Tuesday of last week. On Friday, Ryan Wiggins and Ricky Vale each posted doubles and uh, we had tab racing yesterday at Mackay and Justin Stanley with a double there. 
Yeah, and in the country uh, racing over the Saturday period, Tony, there were doubles out at Charleville, the Central Warrego Race Club. Mark Johnson with a double, Dan McGilvray with a double. Uh, Mark, of course, I think he bookended the program. He had uh, Taco Dioro first up, Dan McGilvray kicking that home. Paul Randall on Prince Planet, Planet the one that ran a great second at Blackhall. Uh, Zoe White back in the area with a winner for Rebecca Kerwin on a bar toss. Brooke Richardson, it was International Women's Day, all right. Uh, there's the girls riding again, and she had a good win on Like a Special over. Alvira, both of those were last start maiden winners, so could be ones to follow. And Craig Smith uh, combined with Dan McGilvray for the uh, second part of his double when uh, Hocked got up in the benchmark 50. And then down in Gympie, uh, the meeting there fairly evenly shared, but it's also good to see that drum beats galloper in the last race. Little drummer boy putting uh, two in a row together for Barry Gill and Kelly Gates. Uh, with Nat Morton kicking off the program, Rockshaw for Kim Elford, so the girls bookending the program. Shannon Steffen continued the role for the ladies with Malcolm Bailey and True Telly. Hannah Richardson combined with Cherie Vick for the Quinella result there for Cherie Magic Panther over Solid Asset. And Chris Meehan and uh, Pat Duff. Great to see Pat supporting the country raisings. As we said the other week, his team's going well. And super freak, the Rothsay Mayor, getting up in the benchmark 65. But the girls almost taking the program yet again, Tony, in that meeting. A quick glance at where we're headed off to this week. Of course, Saturday, it's the big day for the uh, Gold Coast Turf Club at Aquas Park. The cutest jewels for the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds. Leading into that Thursday, tab racing at Townsville. Friday, we're at Gatton. And Saturday, it's the Rockhampton St. Patrick's Day Race Club. Program. There's also non-tab racing on Saturday at Bar Calden, Bundaberg, Mariba, Morumbah and Mount Isa. And the uh, the Kimber Cup is the next of the uh, the South Australian Country Cup series that we've been following along. Uh, Kimber Cup Day is going to be held at the Port Lincoln track this coming Sunday the 14th. Now, 2.20 this afternoon, my plane leaves for the annual holiday and the March uh, Magic Millions cutest sale next Monday, Tuesday. And, of course, Tony McMahon's been keeping us up to date, but he's got some other news this morning as well uh, with uh, female jockeys, etc. As I mentioned earlier, great to see Lacey Morrison back in the saddle. But good morning to you, Tony, and uh, a final wrap-up before the sale commences. And there's one stallion, you mentioned some last week. There's one I forgot to mention. I think Raheen will be pretty excited to see the heroic Valors also appear at this sale. I've got no doubt they're going to sell very well, heroic ballads. Uh, Basil Nolan has a, uh, a big draft here at the Magic Million sale on next Monday and Tuesday, and I'm certainly going to have a good look at them. And uh, he's a great, uh, great stud for Raheem. They produce many, many winners, present their yearlings beautifully, so we're looking forward to seeing them. I'm jealous, Rob, you're leaving at 2.20 this afternoon. You've got about a three-day start on me, so you'll be informed. But don't I'm, I'm forget... a novice compared to you, Tony. I need plenty no, of time. No. <laughs> don't forget to click those lemonade cans because we might need them for that $0.10 cents refund. Anyhow, just keeping with the uh, ladies' theme, Cecily Eaton, lovely to see her back uh, riding a winner, which occurred last week here at Rockhampton last Friday. I'm getting lost with the date. She won a horse called Emily's Empire, which is a great story, a $3,000 yearling at the uh, Capricorn Yearling Sales a couple of years ago, sold by Susan Peddle and uh, by Carrara, and it's won now $92,000. And Cecily uh, got it home. No one else has been able to do it. It's run something like nine seconds. Cecily got badly hurt, smashed a heel at uh, Warwick last March, and this was her first winner back. Look, she travels everywhere. She's been, uh, since she came back in January, she's been up to Darwin, up to Miles, Dolby, all over the place, and she's going to try and come regularly to Rockhampton. She's a good rider, and she deserves a chance. Sweet Dolly yesterday, Rob, very quickly, had its gallop on the course proper at Callaghan Park, the favourite, of course, with the $500,000 jewel at the Gold Coast on Saturday. The words from uh, Kevin Hansen, her trainer, after the race, will put uh, the fear of everyone 
through the uh, hearts of the trains that posted. He said, Tony, she has improved. But this week, Dolly, unbeaten filly, and she remained unbeaten after Saturday at the Gold Coast. And uh, just wrapping up the yearlings, 412 at the Magic Million sale, and that's going to be on the next uh, Monday and Tuesday. It's not too late for buyers to get in contact with Debbie Calciano at Magic Million to be coming from the country and to make some arrangements for your accommodation. You buy a yearling over $10,000, you get your accommodation refunded. That's it, Rob. Thank you. Tony, just to put you on the spot, any COVID-19 regulations or it's just a matter of using the QR scan when you go through the gates, that type of thing? Well, you've done a very good job, but... uh, done a very good job of putting me on the spot i'm unaware of it sorry but i'm sure if you contact magic millions they'll, they'll tell everyone very quickly but i haven't heard of anything i'd say you'd have to scan to go in yeah. like you normally do at the restaurants and hotels but I, I don't think there's any other problem rob and great to rep- I hear your report on Cess eaton i remember she came out to batuta and took the batuta cup two years ago and uh um, she's a, a great traveling jockey good on you Cess, back in the saddle but uh we will catch you uh saturday at the races at the gold coast i think tony Look forward to it, Robin. Thank you very much again to you and Tony for uh, putting up with me over the last couple of weeks. And Springshaw, Springshaw, I must say that uh, Saturday week, Springshaw, St. Patrick's Day race meeting. It's going to be a beauty. They've got a $12,000 open on, so that's Saturday week, the St. Patrick's Day races at Springshaw. Yes, going to be some great racing around. Tony, thanks for joining us this week. There's uh, Tony McMahon uh, ready to head off to the sales on the weekend. I mentioned, yes, the Rockhampton St. Patrick's Day Race Club uh, racing this coming Saturday. And, uh, of course, that means then following on, uh, yes, Springshaw have their St. Patrick's Day Race Club program with the uh, the St. Patrick's Day bracelets on that uh, day. That's Saturday the 20th, Rob. And that's the same day as Wandoan Cup Day for the Wandoan Diggers Race Club. So some good racing coming up in the weeks ahead. And Longreach kicks off the year out here as well, which I'll be back from the sales for, Tony. Of course, any great stories coming out of country racing. What a beaut story this morning. Sally Kirkwood mm. doing an excellent job outlining the Towers Jockey Club progress. Just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and I certainly can still be contacted during the sales week and we'll be looking forward to reporting on that next week, Tony, to yourself and our listeners. We'll grab you from the sales next Tuesday for the show. Looking forward to it, Tony. Good morning to you and good morning, listeners. And that is our show for the week. Thank you to Sally Kirkwood, Tony McMahon and Rob Luck for joining us on Bushbeat this week. As always, the podcast replay available on our Wooshka platform. Just Google Wooshka and Radio Tab. You'll be able to uh, grab all of the action there. Also available through the link on Twitter. You can follow us at Radio Tab Oz. And also thanks to our good friends at uh, On The Bit Racing Australia who are kind enough to also add the link up on their Facebook page and uh, through their website as well. And we'll catch you back next week on Bushbeat, reporting on all of the great country racing. Have a great week.